episode, we I will be reading chapter 15, Nobody Gets a Fleece. If you want to see more art, please visit Book Girl Gia on Instagram. To chapter 15. Chapter 15. Nobody gets the fleece. I got nobody, Polypemus gloated. We crept to the cave entrance and saw the Cyclops grinning wickedly, holding up empty air. The monster shook his fist and the baseball cap fluttered to the ground. There was Anna Beth hanging upside down by her legs. Ha! The Cyclops said, Nasty invisible girl. Already got feasty one for one. Means you gotta be grilled with mango chutney. Annabeth struggled, but she looked dazed. She had a nasty cut on her forehead. Her eyes were glassy. I'll rush him, I whispered to Clarice. Our ship is around the back of the island. You and Grover? No way, they said at the same time. Clarice had armed herself with a highly collectible arms home spear from the Cyclops cave. Grover had found the sheep, a sheep's tie bone which he didn't look too happy about, but he was gripping it like a club, ready to attack. We'll take him together, Clarice growled. Yeah, Grover said, then he blinked, like he couldn't believe he just agreed with Clarice about something. All right, I said, attack plan, Macedonia. They nodded. We'd all taken the same training courses at Camp Half-Blood. I knew what I was talking about. They would sneak around in their sack, either side and attacked the cyclops from the flanks while he held his attention in the front. Probably what this meant that was that we all died instead of just me, but I was grateful for the help. I hefted my sword and shouted, Hey, ugly! The giant world tore me. Another one? Who are you? Put down my friend, I'm the one who insulted you. You are nobody? That's right, you smelly bucket of nose rule. It didn't sound quite as good as Annabeth's insults, but it was all I could think of. I'm nobody and I'm proud of it. Now put her down and get over here. I want to stab your eye out again. Roar! He bellowed. The good news, he dropped Annabeth. The bad news, he dropped her head first into the rocks, where she lay motionless like as a rag doll. The other bad news, Polypemus barreled toward me a thousand smelly pounds of Cyclops that I would have to fight with a very small sword. For Pan, Grover rushed in front of the right. She drew the sheep bone, which bounced harmlessly off the monster's forehead. Clarice ran from the left and set her spear against the ground just in time for the Cyclops to step on it. He wailed in pain and Clarice dove out of the way to avoid getting trampled. But a cyclops just plucked it out of the shaft like a large splinter and kept advancing on me. I move in with Riptide. The monster made a grab for me. I rolled aside and stabbed him in the tide. I was hoping to see him disintegrate, but the monster was too big and powerful. Get out of bed, I yelled at Grover. He rushed around over 
grabbing her invisibility cap and pick her up while Clarice and I tried to keep Polypan was distracted. I have to admit, Clarice was brave. She charged the Cyclops again and again. He pounded the ground, stomped her at her, grabbed at her, but she was too quick. And as soon as she made an attack, I followed up by stabbing the monster in the toe or an ankle or the hand. But we couldn't keep this up forever. Eventually, we would tire or the monster would get in a lucky shot. It would only take one hit to kill us. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw Grover carrying Annabeth across the rope bridge. I wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been my first choice given a man-eating sheep on the other side. But at the moment, that looked better than this side of the chasm. And it gave me an idea. Fall back, I told Clarice. She whirled away at the Cyclops as the Cyclops' fist smashed the olive tree beside her. We ran for the bridge. Polypen was right behind us. He was caught up and hobbling from so many wounds. But all we've done was slow him down and make him mad. Grind you into sheep chow, he promised. A thousand curses on nobody. Faster, I told Clarice. We tore down the hill. The bridge was our only chance. Grover had just made it to the other side and was setting Annabeth down. We had to make it across, too, before the giant caught us. Grover, I yelled, get Annabeth's knife. His eyes widened when he saw the cyclops behind us, but he nodded like he understood. As Clarice and I scrambled across the bridge, Grover guns snarling at the ropes. The first strand went snap. Polypemo pounded over us, making the bridge sway wildly. The ropes were now half cut. Clarice and I dove for solid ground, landing beside Grover. I made a wild splash when my sword and cut the remaining ropes. The bridge fell away into the chasm, and a cyclops howled with delight because it was standing right next to us. Failed! Nobody failed! Clarice and Grover tried to charge him, but the monsters swatted them aside like flies. My anger swelled. I couldn't believe they'd come this far. Lost Tyson suffered through so much, only to fail. Stopped by a big, stupid monster in a baby blue tuxedo kilt. Nobody was going to swat down my friends like that. I mean, nobody. Not nobody. Oh, you know what I mean? Strength coursed in my body. I raised my sword in attack, forgetting I was hopelessly at match. A jab at the cyclist's belly. When he doubled over, I smacked him in the nose with the hilt of my sword. I slashed and kicked and bashed until the next thing I knew, Polypemos was strolled on his back, dazed and groaning, and I was standing above him, the tip of my sword hovering over his eye. Oh, Polypemos groaned. Percy! Percy! Grover gasped. How did you... Please, no! The cyclops moaned, pitifully staring up at me. His nose was bleeding, a tear welled in the corner of his half-blind eye. My, my sheep is near me, only trying to protect my sheep. He began to sob. I had won. All I had to do was stab one quick strike. Kill him, Clarice yelled. What are you waiting for? The cyclops sounded so heartbroken, just like, like, Tyson. He's a cyclops, Grover warned. Don't trust him. I knew he was right. I knew Annabeth would have said the same thing. But Polypan was sobbed, and for the first time, it sank in that he was a son of Poseidon, too. Like Tyson. How could, like me, 
How could I just kill him in cold blood? We only want the fleas, he told the monster. Will you agree to let us take it? No, Clarice shouted. Kill him! The monster sniffed. My beautiful fleas, prize of my collection, take it, cruel human, take and go in peace. I'm going to step back slowly, he told the monster. One false move. Polypemos nodded as if he, like he understood. I stepped back and left so fast as, cro as a crow cobra. Polypemos smacked me to the edge of the cliff. Foolish mortal, he bellowed, rising to his feet. Take my fleas, ha, I'll eat you first. He opened his enormous mouth and I knew that his rotten molars were the last thing I would ever see. Then something went whoosh over my head and thump. A rock the size of a basketball sailed into Polypemos' throat. A beautiful three-pointer, nothing but net. The Cyclops choked, trying to swallow the unexpected peel. He staggered backward, but there was no place to stagger. His heels slipped. The edge of the cliff rumbled, and the great Polypemos made chicken wing motions that did nothing to help him fly as he tumbled into the chasm. I turned away. Halfway down the path of the beach, standing completely unharmed in the midst of a flock of killer sheep, was an old friend. Bad Polypemus, Tyson said. Not all Cyclops as nice as we look. Tyson gave us a short version. Rainbow the Hippocampus had apparently been following us ever since the Long Island Sound, waiting for Tyson to play with him, had found Tyson sinking beneath the wreckage of the CSS Birmingham and pulled him to safety. He and Tyson had been searching the sea of monsters ever since, trying to find us, until Tyson caught the scent of sheep and followed this island. I want to hug the big elf, except he was standing in the middle of killer sheep. Tyson, take the gods, Annabeth is hurt. You think the god she's hurt? He asked, puzzled. No, I knelt beside Annabeth and was worried sick by what I saw. The gash in her forehead was worse than I realized. Her hairline was thick, sticky with blood. Her skin was pale and clammy. Grover and I exchanged nervous looks. Then an idea came to me. Tyson, the fleas, can you get it for me? Which one? Tyson said, looking around the hundreds of sheep. In a tree, the gold one. Oh, pretty, yes. Tyson lumbered over, careful not to step on the sheep. If any of us had tried to approach the fleas, we would, we would have been eaten alive. But I guess Tyson smelled like polypemus because the flock didn't bother him at all. They just called up to him and bleated affectionately. As though they expected to get sheep tricks from the big wicker basket. Tyson reached up and lifted the fleas off its branch. Immediately, the leaves on the oak tree turned yellow. Tyson started waddling back toward me. I yelled, no time, throw it. The gold ramskin sailed through the air like a glittering shag frisbee. I caught it with a grunt. It was heavier than I expected. Sixty or seventy pounds of precious gold wool. I spread it all over I spread it over on the bed, covering everything but her face, and prayed silently to the all god all the gods I could think of, even the ones I didn't like. Please, please, the color returned to her face. Her eyelids fluttered open. The cut on her forehead began to close. We saw Grover and said weakly, You're not married? Grover grinned. No, my friends talked me out of it. Annabeth, I said, just slay still. But despite her protest, she sat up. And I noticed that the cut on her face was almost completely healed. She looked a lot better. In fact, she shimmered with health. 
after someone injected her with glitter. Meanwhile, Tyson was starting to have trouble with the sheep. Down, he told him as they trying to climb him, looking for food. A few were sniffling in our direction. No sheepies, this way, come here. They heeded him, but it was obvious they were hungry, and they were starting to realize Tyson didn't have any treats for them. They wouldn't hold up forever with so much fresh meat nearby. We have to go, our ship is. The Queen's Anne's revenge was a very, very long way away. The shortest route was across the chasm, and we just destroyed the only bridge. The only other possibility was through the ship. Tyson, can you lead the flocks as far away as possible? The sheep want food. I know they want people food. Just lead them away from the path. Give us time to re get to the beach, then join us there. Tyson looked doubtfully, but he whistled. Come, sheepies, on people food this way. He jogged off into the meadow, the sheep in pursuit. Keep the fleas around you, I told Anna, but just in case you're not fully healed yet. Can you stand? He tried, but her face turned pale again. Oh, not fully healed. Chloe's jumped next to her and felt her chest, which made Annabeth gasp. Ribs broken, Chloe said. They're mending, but definitely broken. How can you tell? I asked. Chloe slurred me. Because I've broken a fruit runt, I'll have to carry her. Before I could argue, Clarice picked up Annabeth like a sack of flour and lugged her down to the beach. Grover and I followed. As soon as we got to the edge of the water, I concentrated on the Queen's Anne's revenge. Willing, I willed it to rise, anchor, and come to me. After a few anxious moments, I saw the ship rounding to the tip, the tip of the island. Incoming! Tyson yelled. He was bounding down the path to join us. The sheep, about 50 yards behind, bleeding in frustration as their cycles ran run away without feeding them. They probably won't follow us into the water. After all we do is do to swim for the ship. With Annabeth like this, Clarice protested. We can do it, I insisted. I was starting to feel confident again. I was back at my home turf, the sea. Once we get to the sheep, sheep, ship, we're all were home free. We almost made it too. We were just wagging past the entrance to the rabbin. Then we heard a tremendous roar and saw Polypemo scrape up and bruised, but still very much alive. His baby blue wedding outfit in tatters, flashing toward us with a boulder in each hand.